lips. Welcome to Lou's Lips, all the things you wanted to say but didn't know how to say it. Today's topic is, Will Israel Lose? There has been a surprise attack by Hamas, a Palestinian militant group, on Israel this past week, resulting in a deadly escalation of violence in the region. While this shocked many, it did not come as a surprise as there has been an ongoing conflict for many decades in this area. Here are some of the main points that you need to know. Hamas launched a coordinated assault on Israel by land, sea, and air using tunnels, boats, and drones to infiltrate the border and capture hostages. How they were able to conduct such an attack has raised the eyes of many. For years, Israel has staunchly pushed back any and all attacks on the land, but there are whispers that the attack was forthcoming within three days, yet Israel either didn't believe it or chose to ignore the warnings. The attack caught Israel military off guard and caused significant casualties and damage. At least 70 Israelis were killed and over 985 injured and some were taken captive by Hamas, and this number is still climbing. Now we are at the point where there is another war in the eyes of the global community. Whether we are for or against the Palestinians or Israel, the attack was unjustified and wrong on many levels. The atrocities that are seen and have been given are Bukha and Ukraine all over again. Israel responded by launching airstrikes on Gaza, targeting Hamas infrastructure and leadership. At least 198 Palestinians were killed and hundreds more injured in the Israeli strikes. We can see how the escalation is going to increase tenfold, and yet Israel has given the people of Gaza Strip 24 hours to remove themselves to get to safety. President Biden condemned Hamas' attack as sheer evil and reaffirmed the U.S. support for Israel's right to defend itself. He also confirmed that U.S. citizens were among the hostages captured by Hamas. Hamas has decided to capture many of the people that were in the vicinity and has threatened to video the assassination of hostages for every bombing of the Gaza Strip. And let's be frank, Hamas is a terrorist group. There is no denying the fact, yet there are still some countries and people that are supporting the group. Why? Why in this day and age are there still people that support such violence and destruction? Hamas said it attacked Israel because of its crackdown on militants in the West Bank, its continued settlement construction, its imprisonment of thousands of Palestinians, and its blockade of Gaza. Such violence from Hamas makes me see a correlation be between Ukraine and Gaza. Now, Israel has long claimed that the Strip is theirs, and Ukraine is fighting for its own sovereignty. Now, both countries are fighting for their land among brutal invasion by outside parties. Russia has been invading and building on land that is not theirs. 
Hamas claims the Strip is theirs, and Israel does not have the right to build. Israel and Palestinians have been fighting over this Strip for years. There has been brutality on both sides. What is unacceptable is the sheer audacity to kill innocent victims for the conflict in Ukraine and Israel. There is no doubt that there is going to be escalation, and you can't say who is right or wrong, but this is going to affect and displace millions in the area. Hamas also said it was responding to the Israeli raids on the Al-Qas Mosque compound in Jerusalem, which is a holy site for both Muslims and Jews. Violence for violence is never the way, and with Israel now preparing for a full war against a Hamas organization, it will not end well. The attack has sparked fears of a full-scale war between Israel and Hamas which have been fought three wars since 2008. The international community has called for an immediate ceasefire and a peaceful resolution of the conflict. Hamas attacked Israel for a combination of reasons, some of which are political, religious, and humanitarian. According to Hamas, some of the main motives for the attack are to resist Israel's crackdown on militants in the West Bank, where Hamas has a strong presence and support base. To protest Israel's continued settlement construction in the occupied territories, which Hamas considers illegal and a violation of Palestinian rights. To demand the release of thousands of Palestinian prisoners held by Israel, some of whom are Hamas members or leaders to challenge Israel's blockade of Gaza, which has caused severe economic and social hardships for the two million people living there, to defend the Al-Aqas Mosque compound in Jerusalem, which is a holy site for both Muslims and Jews. Hamas accused Israel of raiding and desecrating the mosque during the holy months of Ramadan. Hamas also claimed that it wanted to show its strength and unity as a resistance movement against Israel and to assert its leadership role among the Palestinian factions. Hamas said it was ready to fight until Israel stopped its aggressions and met its demands. The problem with this is I don't think Hamas expected the international community to come together and protest against the attacks. Now we see Hamas is in tunnels to protect their um, positions, but this will not work as the tunnels are known. There have been rumors and even reports that Hamas is now seeking aid and help as it has grown beyond their control. Israel has now taken a stance on their at full war and are calling reservists. Hamas may have taken Israel by surprise, but I don't think it will end well for Hamas. What was once going to lend peaceful relations between neighboring countries now has Arab nations taking sides, which is never a good thing. What will it take for Israel and Hamas to reach a peaceful resolution? The two sides have been locked in a cycle of violence and mistrust for decades. There is no simple or easy answer but some possible steps that could help 
would be a cessation of hostilities and humanitarian ceasefire. Both sides need to stop bloodshed and allow for the delivery of aid and medical care to the affected populations. This would also create a window of opportunity for dialogue and diplomacy. Unfortunately, I don't think this will happen soon due to the number of dead and the surprising amount of hostages that Hamas has taken. They can also return to negotiations and a political solution. Both sides need to resume talks based on the principles of international law and human rights and address the core issues of the conflict, such as borders, security, refugees, Jerusalem, settlements, and prisoners. The negotiated two-state solution that respects the aspirations and rights of both Israelis and Palestinians is widely seen as the best way to end the conflict and ensure lasting peace. This has been a conflict for decades, and there is no easy solution to the mentioned on what will happen. I almost think and believe that this war, although protracted, will now be the answer in the end. I can't see either side bending or even stopping at the moment since now both sides have a point to prove against aggression. There can also be a regional and international involvement and support. Both sides need to have the backing and encouragement of their alias and partners, and partners as well as allies in the region and beyond who can help facilitate the dialogue and provide incentives and guarantees for peace. The U.S., the EU, the Arab League, the UN, and other actors have a vital role to play in the process. But who will listen? An eye for an eye is how both sides are seeing at this point. Think of when 9-11 happened. U.S. guaranteed that they were going to get even, and then they did many years later. I think with this conflict, Israel believes they will get even and settle the score. But now we have a global community in turmoil. You have North Korea supplying arms to Russia. You have China threatening Taiwan. You have Russia kissing China's feet. You have Ukraine fighting Russia. And now Israel fighting the Palestinians all over what? When you look at the correlation, it is about land. Why are we fighting over land when there are boundaries of what is and does not belong to you? Are the leaders so selfish that they want what they can't have at the expense of their own country, their own people? When did greed take over common sense? A reconciliation and a coexistence. Both sides need to heal the wounds of the past and build bridges of trust and understanding between their peoples. This requires addressing the grievances and traumas of both sides, promoting human rights and democracy, fostering education and culture, and creating opportunities for cooperation and exchange. This is something I can't comprehend. Are we going to self-destruct over greed instead of trying to find alternatives and get along? Can we no longer coexist and let the past stay in the past? 
These are some of the possible steps that could help bring peace between Israel and Hamas, but they are not exhaustive or definitive. Ultimately, peace depends on will and courage of both sides to end the cycle of violence and choose a path of dialogue and compromise. As former U.S. President Barack Obama said in his 2013 speech in Jerusalem, Peace is possible, but it is not guaranteed. It depends on you. Have we not seen enough destruction, pain, and sorrow to put aside our grievances? Granted, there are a lot of disparities in the world, and I am sure that some sides see inequality as the basis for fighting among others. But I tell you, it is not the answer. How is gaining more territory going to help? How is the destruction of lives going to make your situation any better? Look, Ukraine is fighting for their territory, and there have been many displaced and lives lost. They were not a rich country, but are fighting for what they have. Russia invaded for some stupid idea that they wanted to bring back the USSR territory and invaded costing millions to flee, many are dead, and the Russian economy is in serious trouble. All for what? For land that is not yours at the expense of your people who are too stupid to overthrow you. China is threatening Taiwan because they want what they can't have, all because their own economy is struggling, and they are looking in and seeing prosperity. But in your own economy, you have millions that live below the poverty level, and your own economy is on collapse. North Korea keeps their economy in poverty, and people are starving while their fat dictator takes everything for himself. Now you have Israel and Palestine getting ready for a full war over a strip of land that holds religious significance. If you look at the correlation of all of the situations, it is over land and greed among the top of the elite, and the ones that really suffer is the poor and uneducated who can't fight for themselves. Obama is correct. Peace can only come if you want it. And in the scenarios above, the people that start the aggression do not want peace. They want to take be greedy for their own selfless needs. That's all for today. Thanks for listening to Loose Lips.